Happy New Year's, guys and gals. Who will you be in the year 2027? Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And I bet that's something that you have not thought of. Who will you be in the year 2027? So everyone else is hoping that 2022 will be a better year than 2021 or 2020. However, I'm going to suggest here, I'm going to buck the trend and suggest that you think more about the year 2027. And I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, hey, Jonathan, it seems you might be getting at what people call New Year's resolutions, thinking about goals, plans for the future. And I'm just not big on New Year's resolutions, Jonathan. I've disappointed myself with pass, fail goals too many times in the past. And my current stack of habits is pretty good. So I'm just going to stick with those. Probably a lot. I know a lot of people feel that way. But maybe you are even more pessimistic than that. Maybe you're a person saying, what the hell is the point of making grand plans at this time? In the post-COVID new normal, my career prospects are shot. My industry has been hit hard by the pandemic. And it's harder to date now. My social life is contracting. People seem less interested in meeting up. My family members are estranged because of political differences. My gym is made to shut down sporadically, so it's harder to stay fit. And I don't know if I'll be allowed to travel because of my medical status. And you may also be saying, you know, inflation has made it even harder to afford to eat a clean, organic diet. There's a lot of reasons to say, the world is so crazy, why would I even make grand plans at this point? But I'd still urge you to make some New Year's resolutions. And in fact, make some year 2027 resolutions. And here's why. I've been doing this for a while myself, making goals, making uh, yearly goals, long-term goals. And frankly, I fail at a lot of goals I set for myself in a given year. But looking back, and this is the beauty of the internet, this is, the, this is why I love having this blog, because I can go and look at what I was thinking and what my hopes and dreams and plans were years and years and years ago. I've been doing Limitless Mindset for 10 years now. I know some of you have actually been with me for the whole 10 years. Drop me, drop me a line. Let me know. I, it's always interesting to me when I hear from those people. So this is the thing. I'm surprised 
at how this conscious future casting manifests years later. There'll be goals that I set for myself, uh, maybe a New Year's resolution that I set, and five years later, it actually comes true, or there's a particular habit that I'd like to get more into, and I, I set it as a, as a goal, and I, I kind of fail at it. I kind of forget about it, but then several years later, it ends up being something that I actually do. And I think, this is what I contend, that too many gurus and pop culture characters, uh, mainstream kind of characters, that they sell the idea that your personal growth efforts will bear fruit quickly. And as a result, you get disappointed with the results of your first year investing in cryptocurrency or, or, or whatever, whatever it is that you might devote yourself to. Often, with most things in life, with most things that are worth doing, they take a couple of years, maybe five years, for you to get really good at them, for them to really be enriching your life. And I think we just need to have a, a great reset of expectations. That if you spend a year devoting yourself to something meaningful, your results may be non-existent at the end of that 365 days. There was, oh, a while back, there was some pickup artist guru, and I'm not a pickup artist anymore, but one of my friends that was shared some of this guy's videos with me because I he wanted to get my opinion. And this pickup artist guru, one of these uh, YouTube guys, was saying that uh, with his coaching, with his uh, whatever whatever he was selling, with his offering, you would get good at pickup, get good at being a seducer fast. Like this was going to take maybe like a maybe a month, maybe maybe two months, maybe maybe as much as like six months. But you were going to be like an expert pro seducer. You were going to be getting like everything that you wanted after like six months following his program, like six months minimum. And I was just uh, astounded at what an unrealistic expectation that is to give people that is going to set people up for failure when really it's going to take something like three, four, five years, maybe even longer of devotion to something like that before you're really getting everything that you want. And probably even then, there's going to be disappointments. So yeah, perhaps I can throw a uh, throw a glass of cold water into your face early in 2022, setting expectations a little bit more realistically. And I do want to address the people that are pessimistic about the future. And I certainly wouldn't blame you being pessimistic, given how chaotic this young decade has proven itself thus far. But I would urge you to watch or rewatch my speech, The Winter Solstice of 
civilization. And it is a 10-minute speech that I'm actually going to insert here. It's Christmas, winter solstice, a holiday that predates Christianity that signifies the halfway mark of the winter season. And in modernity, winter is merely an inconvenience thanks to our central heating and well-insulated homes. But for thousands of years in Europe, winter was a different animal a deadly animal. It was an existential threat. An injury or an illness during winter could be a death sentence. Food was scarce. And winter was also boring. Winter was the time they weren't able to do a whole lot of farming or meaningful labor. It was a lot of downtime, isolated with one's thoughts, hopes, dreams, anxieties and regrets. So the winter solstice was a much needed heartening reminder that they were halfway through the cold, dark winter. Last year, I read this very thoroughly researched book at our wits end about the decline of general intelligence across the Western world. This explains why we never went back to the moon. It explains why you are not able to fly in a commercial airliner at supersonic speeds in the Concorde across the Atlantic. And this is something that people might debate. But in 2020, the decline of civilization has become apparent to all of us. We keep getting smarter phones, but people are getting dumber. The news is getting dumber. Politics are getting dumber. Entertainment, dumber. Culture is getting dumber. And the rules are getting dumber. You're not allowed to go to the gym, but you're allowed to go to Walmart. At our wits end concludes citing historical examples like Rome, classical Greece, etc., that this decline of intelligence is the harbinger of an impending new dark age, a brutish bad time. And there is a chance that, like in the movie The Matrix, that the year 1999 was the true high watermark for humanity, and that from here on out, we are damned to decline, devolve, and ultimately be enslaved by our own technology and hubris in the age of Aquarius. But not if I have anything to do about it, and not if you have anything to do about it. You were born in a special time and place where you had neither freedom nor tyranny 
guaranteed to you. In comparison, if you were born in the 1950s in the United States, you had freedom practically guaranteed to you your entire life. But if you were born in the Soviet Union in 1930, you had tyranny guaranteed from cradle to grave. A dystopian, technocratic, authoritarian world of neoliberal fascism beckons, certainly. But I'm an optimist. I believe that the arc of history bends towards something approximating utopia. The collective spirit of humanity has breathed free too much to put back on the face mask of tyranny. And while civilization is in decline, it's so obvious this year, I'll suggest to you that this is the winter solstice. I'll suggest to you that 2020 is the halfway mark through the new dark age. You were born at a time and place where you get to choose bondage or freedom. Perhaps it's all just random. Perhaps there's nothing magical about the universe, but I like to think that there's a master plan at work. If you find life to be pregnant with suspense, adventure, drama, coincidence, irony, and climatic conclusions, perhaps your life is something like a novel penned by an unseen author. And you were born at a remarkable time of both accelerating freedom and accelerating tyranny because you were meant to make a difference. In another 50 years, we wanna look out at the world and we're all still going to be alive in 50 years, probably if we do the biohacking and anti-aging stuff. We wanna be able to look out and see a world better than the one that we inherited. So we all have a duty, a role to play in building a better, freer world. We can't sit on the sidelines. We don't 50 years from now wanna look back at what the world's become and what we did in our life and say, well, I just sat on the sidelines and watched as the left, giant corporations and the corrupt government strangled freedom. What does it mean to fight for freedom? Well, that's different for all of us. You have to figure that out for yourself. But what's universal is that the main way that we are enslaved in modernity is with comfort. And in 2020, they are really doing their damnedest to seduce us with comfort. Just stay home. Here's some free money from the government in the form of a stimulus check. Watch Netflix. Your fast food or marijuana delivery is just a few swipes away on your 
smartphone. And while you're at it, why don't you enjoy some free streaming 4K porn? The siren song of comfort has never been louder. But before we fight the system for our freedom, we must first fight comfort. The hardest victory is over self. Being a holiday, you have a couple of days of downtime ahead of you. I urge you to devote some of that time to meditation and contemplation. Ask yourself, how can you choose discomfort in 2021? It might mean fasting. It might mean mindfulness practice, exercise. It might mean turning off your TV and reading some good books. It might mean having some difficult conversations with some people that you need to have. You want to choose your problems and choose your sources of discomfort because otherwise this entropic world is going to choose them for you. In the comments below this video, please let me know which discomforts you're resolving to take on, which challenges you're resolving to take on in 2021. I really look forward to reading those. And also, please just take a minute to share this video with someone in need of a bit of hope that is also going to appreciate the pragmatism and the realism here. I'm Jonathan Roseland with Limitless Mindset, wishing you anti-fragility in 2021 and looking forward to a continued conversation with you. Hopefully you found that inspiring. And if you're still feeling a bit pessimistic about 2022, about the uncertainty in the future, please do give some contemplation on how you can liberate yourself by choosing discomfort this year. The truth is that the more you choose to endure discomfort, the more you claw back your God-given freedoms from the vile forces of globalism that seek to enslave you. The more your horizons broaden while beauty, meaning, and adventure beckon. I have written at this point two articles about how I have chosen discomfort in 2020 and 2022 in my marriage. I wrote an article called, I forgot what D'Artagnan taught me and got my dick burned by a laser. And then I wrote a recent article about loyalty, about achieving total resilient sex, sexual spiritual loyalty in my relationship. And these two, this journey that I went on, it's been about two years now, has dramatically improved the tranquility of my marriage. And it's 
improved my sex life. It's taken our great sex life to a level that I, I frankly didn't think it could, uh, that I didn't know about previously. And this was a result of choosing discomfort, choosing discipline. That's the major example for my own life that comes to mind. Moving forward, it's well said that we often overestimate what we can achieve in a year and underestimate what we can achieve in five years. In one year, you'll likely be pretty similar to what you are now. It's also pretty hard to say what your life will be like in 10 years. Some people's lives radically change for the better or worse in 10 years. You might be dead in 10 years. That's possible. However, in half that time, your life will likely still have a significant resemblance to what it is now. And that's why I would urge you to create a five-year self-determination flowchart. And this is kind of what I'm showing you here in this video. So I would strongly encourage you to make optimistic predictions about what your life could look like in five years in these areas. Business or career, education and learning, family and friends, finances, faith and spirituality, health and fitness, food and diet, hobbies and entertainment, relationships and sex, things and, shall we call them, toys, travel and adventure, where will you live, and what would your average day or week look like? And I do have that list there on the blog article, unlimitlessmindset.com. I do suggest that you just copy and paste from that list of areas of defining future casting what uh, things are going to be like for you in the year 2027 and try to strike a balance between your wildest fantasies and dreams and a reasonable prediction of how you will be living if you practice your best habits with discipline. So I do recommend using the application tool coach.me for this. And you should be using coach.me at this point. It's one of the very best free, um, effective advertising, free, well-designed life hacking tools out there where you enter and you keep yourself accountable to your habits. And so you want to head over to your coach.me dashboard and then imagine your daily habits multiplied by 1,800. 1,800. That's how many days are in five years. There's your uh, mathematical fact of the day. And do go join coach.me Go and get their app if you have not already. Again, it's awesome. It's free. It's advertising free. It works great. And it will make you a bit more of a disciplined dude or 
do that. And then I'm going to suggest MindMeister for organizing thoughts and ideas. Or there's a number of uh, mind mapping tools that are out there. MindMeister seems pretty good. So I'll suggest that you take like 45 to 60 minutes. This is probably going to take an hour, maybe a little bit less, to create the self-determination flowchart. I do suggest that you use something like a Brain FM, use some focus-promoting music, and fire it up for a 60-minute focus session. And then you can create a flowchart, a mind map in MindMeister. And it is free, and it takes just a minute to sign up for it. And in fact, I've got links over there in the article on LimitlessMindset.com for you to do that. And I'll suggest that you link from the individual self-determination predictions to your habits in coach.me. There should be some, some crossover with those two things there because, of course, your daily habits are ultimately what drive you achieving one-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals. And all of your five-year predictions should connect at least loosely to your daily habits. If they don't, then you want to add them to your coach.me dashboard. And thirdly, importantly, specificity is great. In fact, you want to be arbitrarily specific in this. Uh, the more specific, like if you're saying, I want to live in a big, beautiful home, that's not really specific enough. I would say I want to live in a three-bedroom European-style villa with Greek columns in front of it in a, um, in a neighborhood with uh, private security and uh, a swimming pool in the back with a uh, diving board and a I don't know, a grotto like the Playboy Mansion. Get really arbitrarily specific about things. That uh, seems to be one of these things that makes it more likely for these, uh, for your goals to come about. And the important thing is that you visualize and think specifically about what you want your life to look like in five years. And make no mistake, this is quite different from a uh, vision board, which is really just kind of fantasizing. You know, a vision board is like, I'd like a red Ferrari and I'd like a supermodel girlfriend, or I'd like to have a, a yacht that has a shark tank in it with a trap door so that I can uh, dispense with my, my enemies and competition. Whereas this five-year self-determination flowchart that I'm prescribing is specific organized predictions based upon habits and behaviors which can be measured and done daily or weekly. There's a big difference here. And I urge you to make time to do this now. Life is going to happen to you and you'll forget about this exercise. You're going to uh, don't, don't let procrastination get in the way. This is one of my very top game-changing, life-hacking, 
mindset tools. It's, it's relatively simple. It's so simple that a lot of people won't do it. And that's why their life remains static. That's why it's one of the re- it's one of the reasons why so many people cannot reach escape velocity away from their past, away from their trauma, away from their uh, family history, away from the uh, sordid repeating history of their past. They're not willing to overcome procrastination and do simple things like this. So do it now or uh, do it this weekend at the latest. And the self-determination flowchart is a great thing for you to save and revisit, especially around January 1st. So with the craziness of the holidays and the demands of family in the rear view, I'm putting this podcast out in early January. So maybe you got a few more days left before you're really diving back into work and your career or your studies. So this should be naturally a more introspective kind of period for you. This is an ideal time to consider how you're doing and review your life, values, and habits along with your medium and long-term goals. And there in the article on LimitlessMindset.com, I do include, I've got a link to my old self-determination flowchart. You can go and take a look at that. It was something I put together with my wife. Perhaps you can draw some inspiration or ideas from it. And our current self-determination flowchart, I'm actually not going to publish and share around as one of my resolutions is to be a bit more of a private person instead of the oversharer with the internet that I have been for quite a while. And then over there on this blog post, I'm going to direct your attention to something else, something for the vain among you. So speaking of the year 2027, if you struggle to stay really committed to the healthy anti-aging and biohacking stuff, I've got something for you to do. Go look at pictures of people five years older than you are now. If you have some family members of the same sex about five years older than you, go look at a recent photo of them. And that might give you a pretty good idea of what you'll look like in the future. Or you can go search your age plus five plus your gender on Shutterstock or Google Images. And of course, unless you're under 25 years old, it's not a real pretty picture staring you back, especially if you disregard the obviously doctored, photoshopped, Instagram filtered modeling photos. That might not be how you want to look. And I'm going to make a wild claim here and then 
prove it. I haven't aged in the past 10 years. I'm serious. Go look at the photo gallery that I include in this article, and I have got some photos of me at age 26, along with some photos of me at age 36. And I don't share these photos to brag. Well, okay, maybe maybe just a little bit. I, sh- I put together this photo gallery to prove that this biohacking and diet hacking stuff really does work. I looked hard through my gallery for photos of me looking like a lot better back at age 26 than I do at age 36 after 10 years of uh, wear and tear on my visage. And honestly, I, I couldn't find any. I think I actually look better now. And I am in better health, certainly, across the board at age 36. So if you'd rather age like wine than milk, as I have verifiably by this uh, photographic evidence, I don't have anything real expensive to pitch you. What you want to do is replace a few, at least a few of your meals a week with raw coconut and then implement as much of the anti-aging biohacking stuff that I talk about as you can afford to, and you'll thank me in five or ten years. Just thinking about just thinking about five years down the road. What what do you want to look like in five years? Because people are going to be judging you by how you look. How you look, it is it's a reflection of you. It's a reflection of how you live your life, largely. Obviously, there's a few little things outside of your control. If you're still a little bit pessimistic and under-motivated, if you failed at your New Year's resolutions in the past, you're going to want to check out another video that I did, which was entitled Goal Failure Demystified and 144 Studies Synopsized. You're going to want to go and check that out as an add-on. So that's my New Year's Eve inspirational message for you. Hopefully it's been a little bit, it's hopefully this, hopefully I've got a novel take for you. I know that you have a bunch of uh, biohacking, health, personal growth kind of gurus in your podcast feed and email inbox that are, uh, that are sharing with you, that are trying to get you inspired, that are trying to get you to purchase some some products to get a jump start on 2022. I don't have anything to pitch you here other than doing the uh, MindMeister flowchart, which is free. But I hope that this has been kind of a, I've got some unique tips for you. If I have, please do give this a comment give this a share, give this an upvote, whatever it is that you can do. And I do want to hear from you. Please leave a comment or you can shoot me an email or a private comment in response. Because I know sometimes people have, you know, real intimate things that they don't want to plaster on the internet that are their 
resolutions, their goals for the new year. So respond, letting me know on balance, are you optimistic or pessimistic about 2022? What goals and dreams do you have for 2027? And then what daily or weekly habits will you implement now to work towards them? And I'm thinking that if some of you can drop that information as comments, get in touch with me. I'm thinking we can use this uh, as a as a live call-in show. I'm thinking that in a week, no, maybe this Sunday or next Sunday, I can do a live call-in show and we can talk. It'll be fun. We'll go a little bit longer and we can talk about some of the optimism, pessimism. We can talk about some 2022 resolutions along with some 2027 resolutions. I would love to do that with you guys and gals out there. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, looking forward to a continued conversation with you.